M- Morgan, what are you doing? Oh, hi, Michael. I didn't see you there. I'm just going through all of these um, suggestion notes from our suggestion box that our listeners sent in. Oh, I didn't realize we had one of those. Yeah, and the most common theme through all of these notes, um, people feel like they don't really know us. So I thought maybe I'd put together a questionnaire to help the people get to know you, Michael, better. (laughs) Why is this always your character at the beginning? (laughs) Hi, I am Morgan, and this is how the intros go. Okay, you have to answer these as fast as possible. Go, yes. Coke versus Pepsi. Pepsi. Gushers versus Fruit by the Foot. Fruit by the Foot. Sega versus PlayStation. Sega. ScarJo versus Christina Milian. ScarJo. MTV versus VH1. MTV. Can't Hardly Wait versus Get Over It. Can't Hardly Wait. Smurfs versus Snorks. Smurfs. Troy McClure versus Calculon. Calculon. Mayonnaise versus Miracle Whip. None. Me versus Brewster. <gasps> the cat? <laughs> Our cat? I pick you. Stir. Brewster. Start the show. People don't know who Brewster is. They follow our Instagram. Longtime fans. All right, let's go. Are you sure? You ready? Yes. Are you positive? No. Hello and welcome to Bad Reception. Whether the critics hated it, the audiences ignored it, or the network pulled the plug, we're here to try to make the best of bad TV. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Mike. And I'm your other host, Morgan. Oh, hello, Morgan. How are you doing this lovely evening? Hello, Michael. It is so nice to see you again. Um, I'm doing well, to answer your question. Cool. I'm cold. Because it's so fucking cold in here. Goddamn Scrooge. If you are new to the podcast, what we're going to do is watch a canceled TV show that we've never seen and know pretty much nothing about. But first, we're going to give our completely uneducated thoughts and predictions. This week, we are going to be watching a television program called Baby Bob. Ooh. Baby Bob. Baby Bob. From 2003. Well, it went from March 2002 and canceled in 2003. It lasted for two seasons, but it is only 14 episodes. So they were two very brief seasons. And I want you to just give me a guess what you think this bad boy rates on IMDb. I'm going to guess a 3.7, Michael. <laughs> I told you before, there's nothing that's that low. But it I'm is... going to guess a 4.8, Michael. No, 4.2. So this is one of the worst TV shows on it's very bad it's not good at all so i'm expecting this to be fairly awful it does have some impressive names in the cast do you care to venture a guess who is in baby bob well first of all i would like to establish whether or not this is an animated series or a live action live action live action action. live action only and there's well-known actors in this show (laughs) Did you look it up on your phone? No. What are you doing, you cheater? No, I'm getting a goof going, but now you've ruined it, so now oh. I can't do my goof. Why? Nobody else knows what's going on. You're not holding your phone, preparing something ominously. I'm gonna guess that... I mean, remember, this is 2003, so it's not like big stars. It's not like today where like, actual legitimate big stars would be on a TV show. I'm gonna guess Allison Pill is in this. <laughs> no. Along with Eric Idle, along with Eric LaSalle, along with Will Friedle. 
No, none of those. Amazingly, none of those made the list. Uh, I will tell you. Along with. One of them is the son of an Academy Award winning actor. And he is known for his snarky performances. His dad is. He is too. They're both snarky. It's a snarky family. David Spade and <laughs> yep. his well-known father, Guillermo Spade. <laughs> I forgot. forgot how... Uh... Academy Award winner. He's in The Piglet's Uterus. It's one of those films that, you know... What in the fuck sweeping, are you talking about? Sweeping the Academy. Wrong. It is Adam Arkin, son of legendary oh, actor yeah. Alan Arkin. Um, star of Chicago Hope. I, I'm not saying that he's not a legitimate star. You should have said he was in the Superior Hospital drama television show. I said it. I said it. It's better than ER. What about St. Elsewhere? I don't fucking know what that what is, about, Grandpa. What about uh, Chicago MD? And Nobody Chicago knows PD what that is. And Chicago NY? In Chicago. Who's watching? Honestly, guys, if you're watching these shows, please let me know because I don't know anyone. I don't think those are real. They are super real and they're very popular. I don't think they are. Um, it also stars uh, Ross and Monica's dad. <gasps> Elliot Gould, Elliot the Gould. sexiest man alive. Also starring a, an actress named Jolie Fisher that looks like she's in a lot of stuff, but I'm not 100% sure who she is. And Holland Taylor who we might remember from a little show called Bosom Buddies. She was their boss on Bosom Buddies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that sounded familiar. Yep. Okay. So we got a pretty s- solid uh, sitcom cast here. It is a sitcom, I'm assuming. It's a half-hour show called Baby Bob. Yeah, and we've got comedy legend. Elliot Gould. In it. Uh, so what do you think this show is about, Morgan? I think this is about a young Bill Murray. <laughs> and he is a baby baby bob Mm -hmm. his name's not bob murray i'm sorry let me get to my goof okay he is a little baby and then we learn the origins of a of a man but it's like it's partially ooh, yeah it's in like present day but then we keep flashing back the meat of the story is his origin story Mm -hmm. and we get to learn the neurotic circumstance in which would drive this poor gentleman into the capable psychiatric hands of one Richard Dreyfus. Right. So this is the prequel to What About Bob? Oh, you're familiar? <laughs> uh-huh. I probably would have mentioned if Bill Murray was in this show, and it does not appear that but he is. But it's going to be like How I Met Your Mother style. So it's just his voice. We never see him. I'm Bob Saget is still credited in How I Met Your Mother. Or it is um, the origin story of one of the producers nominated for the Academy Award for Best Picture for Gosford Park in Parentheticals 2001. I know. Who is it? Bob Balaban. <laughs> yep. <laughs> is it about Bob Balaban? Yes. Possibly. I would love that. I Guys... I a love baby him. Bob Balaban. Oh, that'd be adorable. But he has like, it's probably too close to boss baby though. Cause he would definitely come out in a little suit, like a Brooks Brothers suit. Mm-hmm. And I have like a beard, some stubble. But for reals though. Yeah, for real, what is the show about? It's obviously not those. With those people, I'd like to think that Adam Arkin is walking down the street. He's just <laughs> left a really bad, this is the beginning of the show. Right. He just left a really <laughs> bad date and just. He's got, he doesn't have anyone in his life. He's on the precipice of losing his job and he's got his damn dad 
down his on his jock strap every day, Elliot Gould, and everything's just not going well. Except he walks past a dumpster and he hears the faint cry. Jesus, of a baby. Yeah, and then he pulls it out and he's like, "This is gonna turn my life around. I'm gonna call you. Wait for it, Bobbert." <laughs> Um. Yep, that's okay. what I got. So, so I think he. I think it's going to be Adam finds Arkin, a dumpster baby finds, and he turns his life around. Yeah, I think he's going to be single dad situation, but it's not his baby. Gotcha. Would it help you, or would it give you any extra insight to know that this is a TV show based on a character from a commercial? Is it the the baby? I don't even know what that commercial is for, but the baby that's in the um, walker, and it's like no. <laughs> Or, this is too early for the E-Trade baby, who is played by Pete Holmes, who is a comedian, who was on a show on HBO, who, I'm out of things. Yeah. Uh, I don't actually know what this commercial is. Maybe we'll have to watch it. Apparently, there's a Quiznos baby. There's a commercial featuring Bob the Quiznos baby. That was a... Are uh, you fucking kidding me? No. There apparently was enough of a cultural impact to base a TV show on. When did we do the Caveman TV series? That's got to be much later, right? I think it's pretty close. I think it's in the early 2000s. Hey, America. You wonder why we are where we are today? Let's look back to 2003 when we thought Quiznos Baby Bob was a good idea for a long-time running show. Well, I would argue... Starring Elliot Gould? Did they hold his family hostage? I'm genuinely concerned right now for everything. Well, I would argue that... Is it because we were entering the war? This is post-9-11, guys. We were, like, looking for whatever escape we could glob our hands onto that's not an expression you look like you want to say something michael your turn i sound like i want to say something too because i've started talking a couple times michael enough about me okay i would argue that america did not want these shows because they failed miserably and have horrible ratings you know what guess what caveman's imdb score is it's higher than baby bob's we have watched an episode and it's it does have one thing that baby bob doesn't have nick roll yeah but uh, that show is horrible. Yeah, it's and not good, guys. Not probably good. we won't do it on this show because we've already seen we've it. We've already seen it. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, it sucks. You don't need to watch it. Um, it has a 4.5. So it is slightly more liked than this show. So that should give you an idea of what we're getting ourselves into here. Um, I don't know what a show about the Quiznos baby. E- even if I knew who the Quiznos it baby was. vaguely familiar. Yeah. So we're going to do a lot of corporate sponsorship. We're going to be... So oh, does Adam Arkin then work in a... Quiznos? Yeah. Does no, he run he works, a Quiznos? Surprisingly, works at a subway. Oh, drama. And they so just got, shit talking subway the whole time. There's a cross... Oh. No, they couldn't do no, that. No, they couldn't do that. It's good, But it's got to be like railway or metro or... I bet that they don't, there's no significant part of the show that takes place at a sandwich store. Tubers. I would guess that, that you might get an occasional aside like, hey, want to go down to Quiznos for a delicious sandwich? And then the audience laughs in recognition. But then, so then Baby Bob is a talking baby. So we got a talking baby in this, right? We don't know <gasps> that. Is, hold on. Adam Arkin's got to be the voice of Baby Bob. I, if that's what you think i think it is i okay. think that's exactly what this is you think it's gonna be like look who's talking yeah or look who's talking to because now these commercials 
are all coming back. They're all coming back to me now. Mm-hmm. And I think it is like an older, I don't think necessarily Adam Argan was doing these commercials, but I think he definitely has like the really terrible CGI mouth moving. Mm-hmm. Again, I could be thinking of the E-Trade baby starring one Pete Holmes. Yeah. That's all I can think of is that is the E-Trade baby one and the dancing blockbuster baby. But that's too old. And that's that was already on Ellie McBeal. Too old. Yeah, we already did that one. Um, yeah, this is a conundrum. I'm I not even like... sure that it is a talking baby. We don't know that. But it would be weird if there was a show about a baby that he didn't talk. He doesn't talk. I'm but gonna... then how would... What was, what was their projection of the show? Like, Bob can't be a baby forever. It's a magic sandwich elf baby. There you go. I'm, I'm on board. That's Magic the... baby that never ages. That can talk. Yeah. And is that's... he even a baby? Maybe he's some sort he's of... He's not. Mm-mm. This is not... But not like a Benjamin Button situation. I think the Quiznos is a... Magical land. Yeah. Li- magical sandwich <laughs> land. And it's run by these baby looking elves... And baby Bob is our this parallel universe's <gasps> representation. Everybody or, thinks he's, he's the rep. Everybody yeah. thinks he's a baby because he looks like a human baby, but he's actually not. And it's kind of like Roger Rabbit with the uh, whatever his oh, name yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. that okay, smokes the cigar. Mm-hmm. Baby doesn't matter. Um, you know, but the he one. like curses and smokes and like slaps ladies on the behind but it's but it makes sense because you're like these sandwiches are so good they could not be they could not have been crafted by human hands right they had to be crafted by uh parallel universe elfin baby hands a la baby bob it makes sense to me have you ever had a bacon turkey i can tell you right now that quiznos is the nastiest thing i've ever encountered in my life and i have had a seafood salad sandwich at subway gross in a BART station. Holy shit. That sounds like so bad. I like Quiznos, but they don't exist anymore. They're like, there's like one Quiznos per state. Yeah. It's not like a Quiznos slash TCBY because nobody wants them. I don't know. I like TCBY too. Okay, I can go for some right now. It's the best. It's the country's best yogurt. Well, I don't know. I've been to Menchie's. Okay, Morgan, something specific we're going to get from this episode of Baby Bob. Um, I'm going to say... Oh, I mean, this is low-hanging fruit. We're going to discover that this baby can talk, but we're going to try... Our protagonist is going to try and uh, stifle the baby from talking and or is like trying to protect the baby from the real world. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a situation in which somebody comes over and it's like, oh, look at this cute baby. And the baby's like, oh, come over here and sit on this. <laughs> and she's like, excuse me? And they're like, oh, the baby's crying. He's <laughs> coughing. She says, excuse me to the talking baby? No, to, to the room in general. Okay. And then somebody has to come and be like, oh, he's he's got croup. What? What's croup? Uh, I think it's when the babies have a coughing problem. I think it's when babies talk and say disgusting things. Or he's got gas. <laughs> and it just sounded like he was talking? Yeah. Because it's a dumb sitcom person. That's true. I'm going to guess that there's definitely, I mean, I would bet my life on it, it's going to be a change in the diapers joke. Some sort of oh, nasty yeah. poo situation. Or there's definitely going to be a, a hosing pee stream. No, I'm betting 100% on poo. You know why? Eating that Quiznos. That's right. And giving them them downtown Browns. What is it? Bad, bad News Browns. Bad News Ooh, Browns. <laughs> they got the Bad News Browns. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. I, I don't even know if we're in the ballpark on this one. I'm genuinely concerned that we might be 
way off. I think Adam Arkin as do you, so do you concur with me that Adam Arkin's gonna be the voice of Baby Bop or do I you don't. think he's in charge of the baby? I think he's gonna be the dad. I think this is gonna be a legit a legitimate baby of a father and mother running a sandwich shop running a sandwich shop and perhaps it's more i'm guessing more like a who look who's talking uh kind of situation where we're the audience are just hearing these hilarious jokes and Mm -hmm. the people can't hear it which i hope not because i don't want to watch that yeah i know i'm sad because it's probably not going to be taking place in a sandwich shop well morgan i think it's time that we cut this sandwich down the middle with a with a mayonnaise covered deli knife you're doing real good michael i just want to let you know how good you're doing right now <laughs> you're doing wa- a plus work let's watch this stupid shit me he wears diapers he can't walk but this babe can really talk he's amazing he preferred dada dad seems more natural than me sweet baby Bob, what a baby. i'm still amazed by that peekaboo trick baby bob Premier CBS Monday. And we're the back Boy, we boy. boy, howdy, did oh. we watch a show? We watched a television program. Machi. It was called Baby Bob, and they showed it on television to human beings. Well, that's it for us today. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Listen and subscribe. Please be sure to rate and give us whatever stars you feel necessary. We're going to quit oh. forever because this show broke our brains. I don't think I can live. I can't go on living. This really upset me. No, I just feel nothing right now. I feel numb. My extremities are like numb. I, I, I don't know if there's ever been a show that I have not laughed at, at least one, a little bit. No, no, I nothing. There here's, was not anything remotely entertaining about this show. Here's the deal, guys. I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I work in television. Sure, sure. It is unscripted documentary television, but I still work in television. And I deal with networks where I get notes from networks where they want they're concerned what's going to air on their network for their audience that right. they have uh, cultivated. Mm-hmm. And brought into their fold. Right. I don't... What was the CBS? It was CBS, yeah. What the fuck was going on? Did everyone just take that week off? I can't I can't even imagine I, how was, this got was, on television. There was not just not a plot. There was like almost like an... an at, Like not just an absence, but I feel like there was more than that that was pulled away from it. Like there was a surplus in the not having the anything negative. negative what is that called i don't even know yeah and, and that there are people that read a script and decided and they like, to okay perform and shoot it with with not film probably but video of some kind shame shame on all these people shame I on just... adam arkin i'm calling you out what was the lady's name jolie fisher shame on you shame on elliot gold God although elliot gold gets in and out out yeah this is I've, i don't he's only he's not even in any scenes with the talking baby oh yes there's a talking baby in this oh, show boy. okay 
let's just let's get into this i didn't take any notes because this show is bullshit we'll just go through it whatever we think of first let's revisit the commercial we did watch two iterations of this commercial it is a talking baby and the whole premise of this is we are having a baby pitch us on sandwiches that he himself cannot consume because he is a baby but he's got like this chicagoan tough guy kind of way of speaking yeah no no come on over i got air hockey bob we're rolling oh hey bob here for quiznos have you tried Quiznos Mesquite Chicken with Bacon Sub? Do you know who the actor is that no. does the voice? So his name is Ken Hudson Campbell. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, of course. He plays Santa in Home Alone. Can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah, if you make it quick, Santa's got a little get-together he's late for. Okay. I know you're not the real Santa Claus. What makes you say that? He, he plays the the like the mall Santa that Kevin goes. Oh. He's like, Hey kid, you want an orange tic tac? Yeah, or whatever he has. You know, he puts his he, got, he has to put his beer back up mm-hmm. uh, before he gets into his jalopy. Yeah, it, he's got a raspy voice. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the that is what sold CBS. There's nothing not, like those commercials are literally just the baby saying, "Hey, here's this product." Ha <laughs> ha! It's funny. It's hearing from me because I can't eat them. Go to Quiznos. Yeah, I don't really understand what the premise There's, of the commercials funny, are. At least with the the like the Geico caveman commercial. There's a little bit of uh self-awareness. It's got that kind of satirical humor going. I mean, kind I'll, of. I'll give I'm it, being generous, but yes, there's at least I'll something there's something that's very I totally I've seen these commercials wiped from my mind. Caveman Geico will forever be in my mind. Yeah. There was something special at those advertising uh companies that were able to tap into something unique yeah they were they were weird in a different way these were just weird in the like where why did you i guess like baby commercials were like a bigger thing were we into talking babies we in were, 2003 i, think we I know were we were into, into talking babies. i was definitely into slap bracelets no a little beyond that I was into those white heads that were platforms for sure. I was really into the thought that I could wear low rise bell bottom jeans. I cannot because I got a big butt. It does not work out. Them cracks will be showing. Um, and we can't forget the beautiful music of Fred Durst and Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Oh boy. I mean, we were making some bad decisions in the early 2000s. I guess guys. that's what it is. We're, it's a lot of bad decisions. Again, it's post 9-11. We're just trying to escape reality. Okay, so let's let's talk about what this show is. So it takes four hours to get to the talking baby, first of all. Oh boy, can I just start with, this was adapted and created by Michael Saltzman. Sure. Saltzman. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, ladies. I don't know what what we're getting from that, but sure. (laughs) Anyway, okay, so we're starting off. Adam, we learned that Adam Arkin and his wife, what's her name? Julie oh, Fisher. Julie Fisher. I don't know. What, I don't know what their names are. I know his name is Walter. Never caught her name. Doesn't matter. Let's see. Her name is Lizzie. Okay, fine. Spencer. Walter so, Spencer and Lizzie Spencer. Through some quick exposition, we learn that they have a six-month-old. She's been at home alone with this baby the entire time by herself with this baby by herself alone by herself. The baby. And so we got mom and dad coming over, but I don't. This is is this a plot device that's used often? It's his dad coming over and her mom. Yeah. Is it used frequently? Yeah. Is that a thing? No, I don't know. I, it just, it seems weird to me. I, don't know. I think that it's just like he's close with his dad and she's close with her mom. And then her mom is recently divorced. And it seems like, it seems like Elliot Gould might like be a little bit into her. 
Yeah, I think that's we're setting up that they're going to get together and there's going to be a double weird situation. That's going to be super weird. That will never happen because this show was rightfully canceled. How many episodes? It's 14 episodes, but it was two seasons. What? Yeah, so what happened was they did six episodes for the first season and it did, I guess, pretty well. Not like super well, but well enough that they were like, all right, let's do a, another season. But then I guess by the time like the actual reviews rolled around, they were like, oh, this is absolutely hated by everybody, even though a lot of people watched it, I guess. And so they just buried it. And the second season didn't air until like a year and a half after the first season. And they just dumped it in summertime. I have so many questions. Okay, so in the scene, all we learn quickly is that <clears throat> poor mom has no life her life revolves around this baby and we learn that adam uh argan is named walter and he's a pr guy and his dad is very disappointed in him because he named him walter specifically because of the great walters a la walter cronkite uh he wanted his son to grow up to be a news person like himself great cool this does not play anywhere in the episode (laughs) Um, we do get a baby penis joke. I know you guys were holding your breath for that. You can now exhale. Yeah. There was no specific poop joke. They do mention diaper changing and urination, but unfortunately my call, my call on the the brown town was, was not good. Uh, I wrote down, I'm scared several times in my notes because I was scared. Okay. Finally, uh, we learn from the mother of our mother. What's her name? Lizzie. <laughs> These people have no fucking personality, so bear with me. So Lizzie's mother, who's played by, what's her name? Holland Taylor. Which is funny because when we watched Bosom Buddies, you said she reminds you of Christine Pickles. Who, who plays Elliot is... uh, Gould's wife on mm-hmm. Friends. Yeah. Got the same kind of energy coming. They do definitely have the same... They could, they could definitely go for the same roles. Yeah, for sure. Um, a Lizzie's sister lost her name it's fine she has recently had a baby and her mother cannot stop talking about how amazing this baby is this baby is so advanced and her sister is a way better mom than what lizzie's doing yeah we get the classic sitcom situation of like i like one of my kids better that's hilarious and this is the constant competition that you get to live with okay bye she leaves and this is where lizzie exhausted home alone with her baby has no life outside of this Goes and lays down on the couch, and then we hear, Hey, the bears, the cubs. And then she's like, What? Oh, it must have just been one of these stuffed animals. And then the, the stuffed animal's like, <laughs> It doesn't make the same kind of voice. And then the baby's like, No, you dumb bitch, it's me. Oh, I, I wish I wish there was. Oh, yeah. Okay. I wish it was the the Roger Rabbit baby mm-hmm. situation that I was pitching earlier. It's not. This baby just is. He just has kind of a little bit of an attitude. He's got a little bit of a. And he, I mean, he's a learned baby. Like he's it, snarky and like a la Stewie Griffin, kind of, and has um, an intellect that he should not have because he's not had that kind of exposure and is is completely inconsistent sometimes he knows things and sometimes he doesn't yeah the way that he speaks would mean that he would have to know certain things for like his jokes to even make sense they bring up the concept of laws which how did that baby even know that that's a thing it doesn't matter but i mean it's just so inconsistent because sometimes they'll bring up something like yeah how would a baby know that and then he does know and then other times they're like like she says, like they re- they read Goodnight Moon, and he talks about the existential questions. Nature that, of it, yeah. And it's like, okay, but he doesn't know what laws are. What are 
yeah, correct. Where does his information stop and start? I don't understand. At the yeah, and he doesn't know that other babies don't talk. At the whim of the writers of this terrible, terrible show, yeah. who I hope all have chlamydia. Um. Okay. She confirms that she is, excuse me, experiencing what she's experiencing. She calls her husband and demands that he comes home. He sees that the baby is talking. She's like, look, we got a teamster from Chicago in diapers in our living room. They cannot believe their... I, my my notes are running thin right now. <laughs> so we quickly learn that this is for real. Cool. Mom, dad, signing off on it. They quickly say, like... Well, she's, like, wanting to call her sister and her mom. Yeah, she and wants to gloat about it yeah. because she's like, hey, my baby's amazing and I'm going to shove it down everybody's throats. And then Adam Arkin's like, um, we got to s- think about some serious consequences if we're going to have a talking baby on our hands here. You saint, E.T.? Because that's what's going to happen. And this is where the show, for the first time, gets like super serious. Like they were like, listen, let's, let's, let's really buckle down and think about what would happen if you had a talking baby. And then they get really dark with it. And they're like, we can't let that happen to him because then the world's going to think he's a freak. And then he's going to grow up and he's going to be a child molester and all this stuff. They don't say yeah, that. Yeah, well, I mean, they do make like a, they think say Michael like, Jackson turned out bad. Yeah, kind he'll of be joke. worse than Michael Jackson. Allegedly allegedly worse than michael rest Jackson. in peace so yeah it gets dark and like they're both like turning on like the legit tr- dramatic performance right during this part yeah and bob is not in that scene i guess he's sleeping no he's know. in his crib they just put him down because okay. then we do get uh yeah he, him. he goes we hear over his, the... the monitor and we hear him say like oh i wonder if my i wonder if my head could fit through this crib i can't do accidents i wonder accidents? if his head could what if my head could fit through this crib oh yeah again i can't do anything and then it's like oh no oh, <sighs> it got stuck in there and then they're like oh no baby bob we thought you were smart, but I guess you're also pretty dumb. What I'm wop, what I'm wop, wop. I do have to acknowledge that she did the one of my first thoughts. They did address mm-hmm. when Alan Arkin is like, "Okay, this is happening." He like looks at his wife, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm switching to formula today because you cannot have that voice coming out of your child <laughs> where you have your nipple in their mouth." Well, she, he, the baby is like, "Hey, mom, it's time for a feeding. Uh, show me some of them boobies," and then she's like. Oh, no, 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 no. That no. ends today. Thank you. This is making me very uncomfortable. Okay. So they go on a shopping trip and mom tells the baby, listen, there's a very strict law. Babies cannot talk in supermarkets. Do not talk in the supermarket. And she makes Literally. up a, she makes up a law that, oh, they passed the law of no babies talking in supermarkets, 1999. And then he's like, oh, shit. Like, what will happen if I talk? And she's like, they will fucking kill you. They will shoot you with a machine gun in your face. Actually, just she just says that he'll go to prison. But he gets the con- he knows the concept of jail. He knows, like I'm saying, there's absolutely no consistencies to what he knows and what he doesn't know. So then he we see another baby. So he decides it's safe to talk to this baby. And of course, this baby can't talk to him. And he takes it as an affront. Nothing happens in the scene, though, guys. Absolutely nothing happens. There's an opportunity for for him to do what I suggested at the beginning of the show. He's like, oh, hey, toots, nice, nice caboose to like the mom mm-hmm. and for her, the baby to turn around and be like, or for the lady to turn around and be like, oh, who said that? And then like, look at the mom, you know, right? Like a little bit of comedy could have been there. A little the stakes could have been risen, but there's nothing. There are no stakes in the show. Continue. Yeah, so then, yeah, he talks to the baby. The baby doesn't talk back. And so he learns, like, 
oh, oh no, he's like, what the hell was up with that baby being a dick at the grocery store? And then his mom's like, ooh, actually, or no, I guess Alan, Alan Arkin is like, sorry, Adam Arkin, not Alan Arkin is not on the show. Yeah, he, he had was the smart. good sense. Um, Adam Arkin is like, do you think they asked him <laughs> to play Adam Arkin's dad? Probably. And they're like, and he was like, no, fuck you. You get the poor <laughs> version of me. <laughs> you get Elia Gould. Mm-hmm. I do a really good Alan Arkin, though. That's the one thing I can do. I, if it was starring Alan Arkin and Elliot Gould, that would be a show I would definitely be interested in watching. Oh, dude. Continue. Dude. And that's um, the name of the show. And it's two guys living in Pensacola, Florida, who just want spring break to be every single day. <laughs> it's a real dirty grandpa. Bad grandpa. Terrible dirty grandpa. grandpa dirty grandpa is the De Niro one. Bad okay, grandpa is Johnny Knoxville. I don't know. Either one. Uh, so baby Bob is like, oh yeah, I couldn't talk at the grocery store because of the law of whatever. And then Adam Markin is like, mm, what are you talking about? And we introduce the baby to the concept of lying, which I think is healthy. <laughs> I, I just don't understand the show at all. So the mom is like, oh yeah, sorry, that wasn't real. You just can't talk to other babies. Again, this could have been an opportunity where she's like, shut up, shut up. And like trying to get him to jump on the bandwagon and lying to the baby. And they could have like raised the stakes a little bit there. Maybe came up with more lies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, and then like had another scene with another baby where he's like getting really pissed. Like seriously. We need babies rights. And the baby's just like, and he's like, what What are you doing? Like, we need to take action. And then he doesn't understand. And then finally he gets it. And he's like, wait a second. Can babies talk? And then his mom's like, no, I'm sorry. That was lying. That's something that you can do when you can communicate with others. Now, you know, don't ever do it to us, though. Because we're your parents. And we will and find out because I can read your mind. Anyway, cool. This scene does nothing. Then we cut to well, he scene. learns. No, he learns that he's weird. He learns oh, that he's yeah, a freak. Right. He says, oh, and then this is where the baby gets to act a little bit. Just kidding. I don't know what they were doing to the baby in this yeah, show. Yeah, there's a lot of ethical questions to be raised here. Because you have to assume that the baby, unless they're just working like four-hour shoot days, which I doubt because it's that's not how Hollywood works. Because it the well, baby, I don't think it's... must be twins. Are you sure? Triplets. It must be. Yeah, I guess. They're not shooting four hours a day. Because, or I mean, they could, I guess they could probably... I don't know what the, the role is with babies. I know what the role is with kids. Uh, I assume there's a difference. I don't, know. I don't know. Is there a difference but, between babies and kids? <laughs> I don't know. Colin. But like the baby for most of the show is just like sitting there. Yeah, not, but then they make the baby cry. And then they, well and they do like a CGI. They make him cry. I'm sure that the crying part was easy because it's a baby. Eventually he's gonna cry. I don't know that they did something to like piss off the baby intentionally. They held his mother at gunpoint. Yeah. Because this baby is real. Like, it's a real smart baby. It's a real talking baby. It's a real talking mm, baby. I don't, then I don't know why they used some pretty shitty CGI to make his I mouth talk. I will say, we were watching this on YouTube, and it didn't look that bad, because the rest of the quality of the show looked terrible. I mean, it's it just is obnoxious, the way that they do this mouth-talking CGI stuff. So the baby's like, okay, I'm, a, I'm not a normal baby. This sucks. And they comfort him. What do they say something? Here? And basically they're like, listen, we got to only keep it between the three of us. Nobody else can know. Yeah. You got to keep this on the DL. Yeah. Cool. Next, whenever. Uh, it's an evening time of day. Mm-hmm. 
uh, mom and dad are dressed up nicely. We learn that they're leaving the baby behind because they have to go to Walter's boss's dinner party because if they don't go, it's going to end up, he's going to end up like the last person who didn't show up to his dinner party where all of his, his, uh, clientele gets reduced down to carrot top and whatever cultural reference we're making into one of the guys from the what's up commercials oh, yeah that's right not the one that you're thinking of though no what up i was kind of hoping that we would see that commercial <laughs> while you're we watching oh this yeah down. so the copy that we watched on youtube had all of the as broadcast commercials left in we didn't actually watch them but if there had been one that looked particularly funny i probably would have stopped i did appreciate it. that we did get to see the sprint commercial at the old school uh needle drop oh yeah i forgot about that that made me feel like i was at home mm-hmm. okay so uh bob listen your favorite babysitter what was her name? Tila. Because I was like, is Tila Tequila going to show up <gasps> on the show? Up. Oh my God. I forgot about Tila Tequila. <laughs> Everybody, let's pour one out for Tila Tequila. That's not, she's not a good person. <laughs> yeah, she's, isn't she a flat earther? Uh, she's all kinds of crazy. Yeah. Oh no, I just remember that. Okay. Anyway, um, you cannot talk around her. You can talk around us, but you can know talking, right? Let me hear you say it. Don't, ah, good job, Bob. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so um, well, because so so Tila comes in and it's not Tila Tequila; it's just some white teenager, and she comes in, boring, and she's like, "Hey, Bob, how's it going?" And then the parents have a moment where they're like, and it's they cut to and just this cute little insert of a little baby being like being a baby, and they're like, "Oh God, thank God!" Wipe the sweat off our brow, and then we're out the door. And then I kept waiting for him to break, though. Like I kept waiting for him to be like. Like, oh, phew. And then and then he's like, see you later or whatever. And they're like, oh, shit. But that doesn't Fuck. happen because um, there's a different thing that happens. Yeah. So they walk out the door and then the babysitter goes, so did you tell them? And then we find out that Bob's been talking to the babysitter all along. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, but they're really weird about it. They don't want me to talk to anybody. So we can't let them know that you and me is no. Use, use, yenses. And then she's like, anyway. Oh, can I put you on my lap? And then again, like either make this a either make this a dirty joke or don't have this be in the show because they're just like, oh yeah, I'm a baby. Put me on your lap. I'll cry if you don't. And then it's like, okay, well that's not really a joke. I mean, I don't really want there to be a dirty baby joke, but at least that would be a joke. Anyway, she's like, so anyway, my boyfriend, mm-hmm. I thought you could tell me about something because you, you're a guy and, and let's you roll know some credits because that's the end of the show. I guess we don't get to find out. <laughs> Anything else about this? We did miss a couple of things. We missed a part where where Bob is like, "Oh, I, you're you're a stay-at-home mom and you hate being a stay-at-home mom. You want to be released and go out and on your own." And she's so, like, "No, I would never say that." And then he's like, "Well, dad said it." I was going to bring this up. Okay. But I was going to wait until what did you like? Okay. Say something nice about the show. Okay. Oh, I forgot we have this part on the show. Yeah. Um, and then there was another scene with her mom where they just kind of like reinforced that the mom likes her sister better than her. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember anything else happening in that scene. It's the first, it's the beginning part of where she hears Bob talk. Yeah. After her mom leaves, she's like all depressed and is like, I'm never going to be as good as my sister. And then the baby starts talking and then jackpot. And (laughs) that's, that's, that was baby baby Bob. Bob. If you can believe it. That was exactly it. That was, there was nothing going on. There were three plot points and that was it. And we did not expand on it because there was nothing to expand on. And like I said, we didn't 
talk we didn't spend that long on the pre-bob talking but it really is like 10 minutes of the show yeah. where they're just like anyway we're talking about our lives blah 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 we have a son blah 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 like nothing happens nothing why is that even 10 minutes in the show i don't even know mm-hmm. anyway whatever that show is over <sighs> we did it we talked about it now it's time to say oh i forgot we have a thing this is really good podcasting i always forget that i wrote this stuff down it's really good Okay, well, as much as we love to make fun of bad TV, we also believe that every show has a silver lining, and that's why we have to find something that we genuinely, unironically enjoyed. Uh, It's time for Say Something Nice. All right, Morgan, I guess you get to go first. What what could you say nice about this show? I will say this show did give you a glimpse, or myself as an audience member, unfortunately, into a very real uh, life experience that I don't think I've ever seen on a television show before. And maybe that's because I have limited television viewing. But I did appreciate that this the the time before bob we did get to live in liz's world a little bit um as a recent mom dealing with postpartum Mm -hmm. not necessarily depression but just what that that world looks like and more importantly she's dealing with losing her personal identity now she's dealing with the reality of this is my life my life i my life my previous life doesn't matter because now i'm devoted to this creature that i brought into this world right and i thought that was there was like a couple of real moments with liz that i really appreciated just like that frustration i mean obviously it's hammed up for a cbs live studio audience but i i don't think i've seen that before like just kind of having that reality set in for this woman okay because even at the dinner party she's like going to tell this funny story and then she realizes she doesn't the the story she wants to tell isn't really anything because she hasn't had any contact outside of this house right she's, she's like trapped here she's like i changed the baby and then and then i changed the baby again even though i just changed the baby yeah and realize like, that reality of like this isn't funny this is kind of this is my own my own hell yeah it's a real like that part of the show i guess is something that they do more frequently especially on cbs having like the heavy moments in their comedies sure i don't know i think like mom is like that right sure I've never watched mom guys. I think that they, I think that they do shows like that where they'll be like, it's a laugh track sitcom, but then they're like, but there's also serious parts. It was weird and I didn't like it, but at least they did something. I don't know. Michael say something nice about the show. Okay. What will I say nice about this show? Not baby Bob. That's for sure. That's my least favorite part of this show. Yeah. The baby, like, even though it's not funny, it's not, it, there, and it doesn't have any charisma. Like there's nothing engaging with this baby or it's well, because funny it's, voice persona. Cause it's a real baby just with a CGI face put on it or not face, but just not mouth. The mouth. Yeah. So like you're limited to whatever this baby does. <laughs> but even the voice acting could be something that's fun. And I don't think that this guy is doing a good job selling this well, baby. It's almost like it works as a 30 second commercial Whoa. and not as a 30 minute sitcom. And again, where could this possibly have gone? Is he going to be a baby forever? What even what even happens in the next episode? I'm at a loss. <laughs> what? What could this show be? I'm the human version of the iPhone 
uh, waiting for the other person to send the text bubble forever because there is yeah, no answer because that's what when, that is i genuinely michael i think you're supposed uh, to say something nice about this yeah god i'm trying really hard um adam arkin is on the show and so is elliot gould and they are people that i like they are not good on this show elliot gould i would say is like bordering on being okay because he has so little screen time and i think he has like maybe two jokes like i said nothing made me laugh but he was charming Adam Arkin was pretty much devoid of any of his charm. Yeah, because normally I have kind of a an Adam Arkin thing. Yeah. Uh, there's something about the silver fox aspect, also the dryness, and then also the lisp. The lisp really does it for me. Yeah, he's super charming normally. Like, he's a, a, he normally would be a good lead. I don't know. He's not particularly good in this. I would imagine that he's playing down to the material. Yeah, also is probably hating himself for taking the job. Yeah, he must have needed the money. I, my thing that's nice is that it was a show that had people on it that are, that I like. That's the, that's the best that I could do. There's nothing about this show is the worst is bad. Don't watch this show. Um, Morgan, would you watch another episode? I would not. Is that it? Yeah. Michael, would you watch another episode? Uh, Absolutely. Positively, probably not. I do genuinely wonder what the hell else could happen on it, though. So that's why I can't say a strong, I can't say a firm no because there is a part of me that wants to at least read the Wikipedia and see what, where they take it. What can you like? I could just need to know: was there anything else? I don't know. Um, I did want to mention that I found out who Michael Saltzman is. And the creator of this show or whatever he, he was. That, is he that giffy guy? Morgan's making a hand gesture that I it's, don't understand. You guys know what it is. It's the sexy, salty guy. Oh, yeah. It's that guy. Okay. It's the guy that That's puts the, the salt on the steak or whatever mm-hmm. he does. Um, no, but so he started off doing um, sitcoms like this. He did Wings, Murphy Brown, Naked Truth, and then Baby Bob. But then after that. Oh, what a big dip from Murphy Brown to Baby Bob that's well he did the naked truth too with tay leone so that was already yeah can we talk does the the audience is this canon does the audience realize how much i hate tay leone i doubt it okay now they know morgan hates tay leone i don't like her i think she's a terrible actress i'm continue mostly indifferent to tay leone i don't particularly like her i think she's like wet paper but i do like spanglish and she's the main female lead in spanglish spanglish is good um anyway after that he did some show called Misconceptions that I don't know what it is. But then, for some reason, he got onto the freaking AMC train. He is a... I don't know what a consulting producer that means, though. It varies from project to project. So he's the consulting producer on all of Mad Men. He's the consulting producer on Hell on Wheels, which I've never seen, but people seem to like. is another AMC show. Halt and Catch Fire, another fantastic AMC show. And then he was consulting producer on all of the Netflix Arrested Development. Well... I mean, I take umbrage with that, which, you know, pales, you know, quite a bit in comparison to the Fox counterpart, but still rest of development. Mm-hmm. So I guess this was it. This I was his this misstep. Was, I don't know. I guess the Netflix venture was a new start. Oh, anus tart. Thank you. Yeah. That's from the Netflix season, right? Yep. Yep. Um, people who don't watch rest of development completely confused. That's fine. I don't care. You should know. Okay, you so know we, better. We wouldn't watch another. Uh, is there a potential for a reboot, Michael? Of this concept, 
Uh, unless it was, no, even if it was the thing that I said, I wouldn't like it. I don't think there's ever going to be a talking baby thing except for look who's talking, which of course nails it. Um, listen, I was a kid when look who's talking and look who's talking Two came out. I enjoyed those films. It's a hundred percent nostalgia, but I still like them. So we don't need anything else. We got look who's talking. And if you need more, look who's talking Two. And if you can't get enough, look who's who's talking now. now. So, no, there does not need to be a reboot. Morgan, reboot? I think there could be. Do you have a reboot rebuttal? I do. I think that if it was taken completely... If it was taken? Like Liam Neeson? Yeah. I can't do a Liam Neeson as about to. I've never seen those movies. Um, I think this, if this went in the direction of, like, HBO, No Holds Barred, just, like, raunchy... Mm-hmm. storyline i don't know exactly where that would take the baby to but i could see it being far more entertaining where we're putting this baby this baby has a real grasp on uh, adult life mm-hmm. um maybe he runs for city council and he's like a ma- he's the voice of the people and he's like <laughs> okay he's not taking shit from nobody and like guess a lot of like he's dealing with tough guys and but the tough guys are like backing down from him Ooh, mob baby I would watch Mob Baby. It's just such a one-note joke that it's a baby that can talk. That's all there is. What else can you do with it? Uh, There's opportunities for some baby puns. And like, ooh, this is shocking because it's a baby. I could see something trashy that I would probably watch more than one episode of. All right, Morgan, cut the shit. What's something that we can recommend that is good? Let's talk about anything positive on this episode. Um, Should we jump into, we're getting into award season? Sure. Okay. (laughs) I'm waiting for my theme song. There it is. Okay, cool. And go. Uh, We have watched several movies over the last couple. (laughs) Movies. Movies. Uh, we've watched several movies over the last couple of weeks to try and catch up on 2018 and what 2018 had to offer. And we just saw a movie that, as of this recording, uh, the lead actress won a Golden Globe last night for Best Actress in a Comedy or Musical Theatrical Film. Olivia Coleman in The Favorite. Um, what's the name of the director? His name is Yorgos... Lothamos or something like that. We're going to butcher it. Uh, I thought this movie was fantastic. It's a great satire on uh, English life during the English-French war. I don't fucking know what historical... One of those old-ass England things. From the 1700s. Um, But I think the performances from all three main ladies, um, Olivia Coleman, uh, Emma Stone, and Rachel Weisz are stellar i think they've got the real they have a great grasp on the the comedic element of it and but like keeping it in a really grounded performance and it's just it's funny and it's fun it gets a little heavy at the end which i didn't really care for but for the most part it's a it's a lot of fun and i highly recommend that people go see it yeah the direction it's awesome the the way that he handles like the satire and the comedy with the the ornate kind of yeah like like it feels like a prestige picture like costume drama drama, but then also like completely works as a like dark fucked up comedy Mm -hmm. i don't know i I think that he did a really good job balancing that so i also recommend it the favorite um that's not my recommendation my recommendation is going to be a little tv show from 1959 that's called the twilight zone oh because they reference it and also because this is kind of a nope 
just because well they do reference the twilight zone in in baby bob that's my favorite part the might say something nice they mentioned the twilight zone yeah they said uh i think that this would be more apt to be in a rod serling showing up in the corner and talking to us whatever i mean that sounds about right well that was the dialogue that was about that's the competency (laughs) competency of of the writing uh so the twilight zone I'm sure you are at least familiar with it, but if you haven't actually ever sat down and watched it, it is one of the best shows ever made. And, you know, you really can't go wrong with episodes. I would say the majority of the episodes are really, really good with probably about half of them being like absolutely fantastic. And um, it holds up. I I genuinely think it holds up to a modern audience, even people who aren't familiar with older things, even people who don't like black and white stuff, like the themes and the writing on it are so like just perfect that they stand the test of time. All of the allegories are still relevant today. Yeah, absolutely. It's so crazy. Occasionally there'll be stuff that like feels dated because they're talking about like robots and they're showing them as being like these like clunky big machines or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you strip away the sixties kind of like aesthetic of it and just think of it as like, like a modern robot, like the, it's still a, the thought behind it still applies. Yeah. Rod Serling was really prescient in, his storytelling and just like just to your point the longevity of every single yeah. episode when like everything is always about the, the human connection yeah and like uh, you know it was the late 50s early 60s so it's a lot of uh like racial tensions and stuff because that was obviously like a big and thing fear then. of big government yeah. and fear of other nations or and i don't know there's yeah the paranoia of russia it's like yeah. all this stuff that you're like mm, this is still pretty relevant yeah. right now absolutely and the performances too i was just telling we watched a couple episodes we watched several episodes during uh the new year's eve new year's day yeah. uh time and like every single one i feel like you could just lift out and then put on like it works it works obviously in the tv show but it also would work like on stage just how uh yeah because there's a lot of uh there's like a lot of monologue duologue kind of mm-hmm. that are captivating they're really in- engaging yeah you. and they get good actors on it. i mean you got burgess meredith you got like uh kirk douglas and you got uh uh, Robert Duvall, like there's like tons of people on these sh- on these shows. That... Who's the guy from Fright Night? The way you watch uh, Roddy McDowell. Yeah. yeah, there's tons of people. William Shatner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you never watched it, watch it. And if you have watched it, watch it again. It's great. It's on Netflix and Hulu, so you have no excuse. You gotta have one. All right. Is there anything else we have to say about Baby Bob? It sucked. I hated it. It's awful. I don't ever want to talk yeah, about guys, it again. I I don't understand. Maybe who knows? Maybe years from now historians will look back on this time in history and have a little more uh thought to <laughs> i need to eat some dinner i'm hungry yeah, that was that was no rod serling monologue nope, right there guys all right i think that's gonna do it thanks for listening to bad reception you can follow us on twitter and instagram at bad reception pod you can tweet at us if you have a show you'd like us to watch or just want to say hi links to our recommendations and more are available in the episode notes and at bad we are proud members of the Podfix Network. Follow them on Twitter at Podfix and go to podfixnetwork.com for a full lineup of their amazing shows. You can download our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, or you know what? Probably any podcatcher you have. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please help spread the word by giving us a quick review on iTunes and sharing us with friends. goes without saying, but you guys haven't done this. You still haven't done it. we got no new reviews. We haven't had a new review since August so yeah all right i'm mike 
I'm Morgan. And that's the end of the podcast. Back to you. from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.